happy Sabbath, everyone. All right, I pray that we all had a had a blessed week and um, that we are also energized and, and ready to receive much from the Word of God. Amen. Amen. And as um, my wife and sister said, this is the first Sabbath of the, of the new year. So as we are beginning it, beginning this Sabbath um, is basically a fresh start for the for the year. And it's a fresh, it's new beginnings for us in this 2024. So as we're beginning this first Sabbath, we must set a precedent that this Sabbath may be the, the may, may have a, a, may be the template, amen, that's what I'm looking for, the template for all um, succeeding Sabbaths afterward. So as we join together in, 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 um, in fellowship with one another, I pray that, that, that the Lord may shed much, much rain upon us as he did over the night season um, naturally. Amen? Amen? All right. So before we begin, we re- also recap from the past Sabbaths that we were, we were here. Let us um, um, ask the Lord to condescend with us through prayer. Amen? Amen. Let us see if we um, we remember uh, some of the things that um, that we learned um, in the past couple past couple weeks. And one of the things that the Lord um, brought out was that um, was this topic of the time of the end. Amen. And the time of the end is the time of what? Christ. Amen. Yes, it's the time of Christ. The time of the end is the time of Christ. Why? Because Revelation 22 and verse 13 says that he is Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Okay, so the time of the end is speaking of Christ, the time of Christ. So every line that came about from Moses all the way down to to this generation is speaking of Christ in that time. Amen? And how Christ is, is to be within his people. Because that's, that's what the Lord, that's what the Father wants to see when he looks down upon the earth. He wants to see Christ within his people. And who are those that are going to look and represent his son in the right manner upon the earth in that time? Amen? Because from the very beginning, a Christ-like character was given unto our parents. It was freely given unto Adam and Eve, wasn't it? So, and then an enemy came and sowed a unrighteous seed, and thus from that unrighteous seed, a different character manifested within us. And thus we became and, 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 and became that tree that we were not to partake in. We now had a knowledge of good and evil. We had an experience in good and evil. Amen? Amen. 
But the Lord tells us to forsake the evil and hold on to that which is what? That which is good, that which is Christ, and hold on to that all the way until the end comes, until Christ comes. Amen? Amen. So through all of that, the Lord came to, to continue to sow his righteous seed, just like how he came to Adam and Eve and sowed a righteous seed, which is teaching them the Passover and showing unto them how he was going to come and remove this unrighteous seed that was within them and remove this weed. And now it is our time for, for that same work to be done. It is our time for, for those who have passed, passed in, 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 in the old time to now be manifest and fulfilled in our day. It is now our time to be cleansed, our time to be purged. We are now living in the time of the end, in the time of Christ. So as we live in the time of Christ, from his birth to his baptism to his crucifixion, all these things are to be manifested. Amen? It's because all of, all of ancient history points toward the cross and points towards Christ, and everything now from that point emanates from the cross and emanates from Christ, even down to his second advent. All right? So everything that has taken place, it pointed to that specific time. So now when it came to 1798, it pointed more so back to that time. So now when it comes to 1989, it's pointing back to that time. And we have the evidences of what the Millerites went through and what they lived and how they manifest Christ in their age to now be followers of them as they are followers of who? Christ. Christ. So that we can also represent Christ in our age. Amen? Amen. But... As seven-day Adventists, are we to just manifest Christ and then leave the rest of our brethren alone? No, because that's not what the Millerites did. That's not what Christ did in his day. So that's what we must, we must also do this very same things as they did. We must not only manifest Christ in our own lives, but show to others how they must manifest Christ in their eyes. And as God's denominated people at the end of the world, we are to do the very same things as our father did which is Christ, and tell our brethren to repent and be converted that thy sins may be blotted out in the times of refreshing. Amen? And these times of refreshing are almost right before us. Amen? Amen. And the Lord says, even at the what? Door. Even at the door. And what the Lord showed us is that this door of mercy is about to do what? It's about to close. The door of mercy is about to close. And even now, from the beginning of this year, if, 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 if um, any of us was paying attention in what took place in the news, what happened the very beginning of this year? What calamity took place in this earth at the, at the very first day of this year? Earthquake. Amen. This earthquake that, was, that, that took place where? Japan. And that took place in Japan. But did it only happen in that locality? No, it spread even outward to all the surrounding nations, even to the west coast of the United States. That should be a lesson to flat earthers, right? That if the world was flat, it wouldn't reach California, now would it? It wouldn't. It would have, I don't know what it would have done. It probably would have bounced off the edge and came right back to Japan again. I don't know what that, that foolishness now, how does that equate in their minds? How can something that happened in Japan make its way over to the United States, but Italy didn't feel it? You understand? Because if it was flat, it should have went the other way so that the United States could feel it. Yeah. But 
I digress. But these calamities, as we're seeing, as they're unfolding in the world, they're happening in more rapid succession, right? We had the smoke in New York that, was, that happened last, um, last summer, and that was indicative of them... Yes, from Canada, but it covered, it blanketed all of, of um, New York City. And that was indicative of them pushing what kind of law in that very same time? You said it in, in Asante's presentation. From them passing the law to legalize marijuana. The legalization of marijuana showed that this blanket of smog now covered the, all, the, um, all of, of New York. These, these things are not happenstance. They don't happen because of no, no reason. There is a cause. And just like this earthquake, the same, remember there was an earthquake that also happened in Turkey last year. In the beginning of 2020, what year is this? 24, 23. So, and that earthquake took place because of what laws they were about to put in place. So what did Japan do for, that, for now there to be a shaking in that nation? Because they reaped the, the blunt of it, even though the shaking came all the way here to the United States. So what is that to say? There's something that is going to come over to the United States. Did not something happen in China that came all the way over to um, the United States as well? Read Jeremiah 23. And Jeremiah says that it came over as a whirlwind and spread from one coast to the next. That's exactly what happened in, in COVID. It came from one coast to the next coast. Read Jeremiah 23 of what he says about that. Read it, and you will see COVID right there in Jeremiah 23. These are the things that are taking place because of the laws that are happening within the land. So what took place in Japan is because of their leaders. The Lord tells us it's because of their religious, religious leaders. So these things are signs of what is going to happen in the year, in, in this year, because it happened on day one. And Christ says he is Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending. And that word beginning, it means continuous. So from the beginning all throughout until the end. So the Lord is telling us, telling us something about this, um, this earthquake. He's telling us something about what is happening in the world. This is a very important principle, Alpha and Omega, Alpha and Omega. This is why I have it here, Alpha and Omega. Every line has an Alpha and an Omega. And they repeat each and every time. Amen? And we'll, we'll get to that later on. But let us go into the notes for CCH 37, paragraph 1. Oh, right, another point. Another point that um, the Lord showed us, too, is that we also are to watch as, he's, as Christ is making, making his way throughout the sanctuary. Amen? Because we are to follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. Amen? So, and as we walk with him, and we came to this point, the antediluvians, they had a door of mercy that was closed unto them, right? And they did not, they were not able to move from, from the old world into the new world. Now, the Jews, they had a door of mercy that closed unto them too, amen? And they were not able to move from the old world, those sacrifices, into the new world, the Christian era, Amen? And that door was shut unto them. So they were left out into the outer court, right? So now we came to October 22nd now, right? 
and a door of mercy was then shut unto those who would not, who would not enter in. And those that were left out of the most holy, their useless prayers and their useless sacrifices, which were, which, um, which was to them the doctrines of Sunday, were no longer acceptable unto the Lord. Amen? Because now they were no longer ignorant to what um, Christ was doing in his sanctuary. So that door of mercy was shut and they were no longer able to enter. But once us, and I mean Seventh-day Adventists in that time, right, were able to enter into the, um, the judgment at that time, they began a work that, um, that only they had an understanding of, which was the judgment of the dead. Amen? And they were able to enter in and continue praying and doing a work that was synonymous with the work that Christ was doing. And now it is, come, it is about to come to a point where that door, now that we are now face to face with that door. Amen? And that door is going gonna, is gonna to be shut either in front of us or behind us. You understand? If it's shut in front of us, we did not enter. But if it's shut behind us, we're safely within the ark. Okay? So it is up to us to, to, um, to see if we are going to go into this door or we're going to leave and have this door shut in front of us. All right? Because we have to allow Christ to now enter into the door of our hearts. Amen? And if he does not enter, we do not enter. Just that plain and simple. Because the Father must look down upon the earth, and when he sees us, he must see who? Christ. He can't see no other. Because if he sees another, that's the usurper. But anyway, let's go to the notes. The first quote says, we are living in the time of what? Yeah. The time of who? Yeah. The time of Christ. We are living in the time of Christ. We have to keep, keep that in our minds. Because the, the story of, of Christ from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is, is more, it should be more heavy upon our minds that we must understand those things. We must understand what Christ did and what the disciples did. All right? Those things are extremely important unto us and our salvation. We must know what Christ did, what he taught, all the things that he has said and done in that time, and what the disciples did, what they learned, and what they did and did not do in that time. Because we must repeat what they do, that is right, and don't do what they did not do. Okay? And do those things that they for, did, that they did not do. Okay? Because we have an example. We can't mess up. It is important for us not to mess up. You said don't do what they did not do. No. Don't do. Yes, it's a double negative. So do it. Yes. So, so yes, we cannot mess up because we cannot follow in, in their in the full extent of their example, okay? We can't repeat what Peter did in allowing Satan to stand between us and Christ, okay? Half of what Peter did was right. He proclaimed the name of the Lord. He did all those things, and, it, and the Lord said that the Father revealed that unto him, and he received that blessing for it. But then after, he then, 
he then cursed God and, 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 um, amen. Yes, that's the words I was looking for and denied him and denied Christ in the flesh. We can't do that. And we deny him in many ways. In many ways we deny him. It doesn't literally mean to say, I do not know him. I do not know him. But in our acts, we say, I do not know him. I do not know him. All right? So those things we cannot repeat. But in proclaiming, in confessing and going back to the altar, which meaning our secret prayers, that is what we must do. In forsaking our sins, that's what we must do. In taking our cross, that's what we must do. Okay? We must take the lessons that, that Christ taught us. He guided us the same way he guided them because he doesn't change. Because if he changed, we would be consumed. So the same things he taught to them is what he taught to us and what he taught to the Millerites. I'm going to get into that. But we, we have to keep in mind, we are in the time of Christ. We are in the time of Christ. This is why the Lord gave us the lines. So that when, he, when we see that all these things are repeating and repeating and repeating through history, we know that we are in the time of Christ. Amen? Amen. All right. It says, we are living in the time of Christ. The fast fulfilling signs of the times declare that the coming of Christ is near at hand. The days in which we live are solemn and important because they were important to the Millerites. They were important to the disciples. They were important to Elijah. They were important to Enoch. It says, the spirit of God is gradually but surely being withdrawn from the earth. Plagues and judgments are already falling upon the despisers of the grace of God. The calamities by land and sea. And that's what, that's what we saw at the beginning of this year. Just a couple of days ago. Calamities by land and sea. Because the earthquake came, it transferred to the sea. The tsunami came upon Japan. And then the earthquake traveled all the way over to, um, to the New World. Because you remember, the United States is the New World. So it went from Japan all the way over the sea to where we are. Amen. It says the calamities by land and sea, the unsettled state of society, the alarms of war are portentous. They forecast approaching events of the greatest magnitude. Next quote. The agencies are of evil are combining their forces and consolidating. They are strengthening for the last great crisis says great changes are soon to take place in our world and the final and the final movements will be what rapid ones says the condition of things in the world show that what is upon us troublous times troublous times are right upon us it says the daily papers are full of indications of a terrible conflict in the near future Bold robberies are a frequent occurrence. Strikes are common. Thefts and murders are committed on every hand. Men possessed of demons are taking the lives of men, women, and children. And that's exactly what happened this week. Mm -hmm. Remember this week, they, there was that shooting at the school? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have to know what's taking place around us, that we may compare it with God's word. Amen? Amen? Mm -hmm. it is not a, it's not a problem for us to, to go to look into the news but we always must compare it with the rule book. We have to always go back to God for answers. Go back to the Bibles. Go back to the Bibles and find out what do these things mean? Why are these things happen? 
Amen. And the spirit of prophecy tells us that there are men possessed by demons. And these things are coming about because of the, the things that are taking place within the government. And from our churches, from Seventh-day Adventists, the depositories of God's law that are not doing um, what they're supposed to be doing. By them not blowing the trumpet, all these things are coming upon the land. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? They're not standing as the watchman and blowing the trumpet and saying, because this shooting, this earthquake, this fire, whatever it may be, is happening because of what you're doing. And you're just seeing the results of your actions. Okay? Men possessed of demons are taking the lives of men, women, and little children. Men have become infatuated with, with vice, and every species of evil prevails. The enemy, the enemy has succeeded in perverting justice and filling, filling men's hearts with a desire for what? Selfish gain for mammon. It says, Justice standeth afar off, for truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Isaiah 59 14. In the great cities, there are multitudes living in poverty and wretchedness, while well nigh destitute of food, shelter, and clothing, while in the same cities are those who have more than heart could wish, who live luxuriously. Spending their money on richly furnished houses, on personal adornment, or worse still, upon the gratification of sensual appetites, upon liquor, tobacco, and other things that destroy the powers of the brain, unbalance the mind, and debase the soul. The cries of starving humanity are coming up before God, while by every species of oppression and extortion, men are piling up colossal fortunes. Can I have a reader for the next quote? As the message of Christ's first advent announced the kingdom of his grace, so the message of his second advent announces the kingdom of his glory. And the second message, like the first, is based on the prophecies. The words of the angel to Daniel relating to the last days were to be understood in the time of the end. Okay, so the second, the second and the first message, the, both the kingdom of grace and the kingdom of glory are based upon the same things. They're both based upon the types. And because she has a quote which states that um, grace is glory, but glory veiled. So they're both the same thing. The kingdom of grace is the kingdom of glory. There's glory within the grace. Because to say there is none is to say that there's no glory in Christ. Amen. Because Christ's glory is what? Veiled. He put on the veil so that we can so that we can behold him and so that we cannot be consumed. Amen. So in the kingdom of grace, this is why when it comes to the end of the kingdom of grace, we're not consumed. Because that glory was veiled. Mm -hmm. But by beholding him, we become changed that we're able to stand in the kingdom of glory. Amen. 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 All right. Let's continue. Go ahead. At that time, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. The wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Daniel 12, 4 and 10. The Savior himself has given signs of his coming, and he says, 
When ye see these signs, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares. Watch ye therefore and pray always. Okay, do what? Watch. Watch ye therefore and pray always. Is that the, isn't that the same thing he told his disciples in Gethsemane? Yes. Watch and do what? Pray. Watch and do what? Pray. Okay. Always watch and pray. Amen. Go ahead. That ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Okay. And this is, this is, is, is really very important. That's why I emphasized the, the watching and the praying. Because the signs that take place in the earth, we are to watch for and pray that we are not also consumed in those very things. When we are to watch and pray that we are not taken, um, that we, we do not fall into temptation, okay? Because the temptation will come. It comes every single day, every time, once, as soon as we open our eyes and, as soon, and it goes all the way until we close our eyes. So that temptation will always be there. We have to watch and pray. Go ahead, um, Han. And if we are obedient with watching and prayer as Christ instructed them in the Garden of Gethsemane, then we will not fall asleep as they did. Amen. We'll be wide awake because yes. we have to be awake to blow the trumpet. Amen. All right. So, all right. We always, we must be on guard because these things will take us if we're not, uh, if we are uh, unguarded. All right. Next quote. It says, we have reached a period foretold in these scriptures. It says the time of the end is come. The time of Christ is come. The visions of the prophets are unsealed and their solemn warnings point us to our Lord's coming in glory as, as near at hand. And just as the Lord taught us before, we're coming to, to that door. The Lord taught us early last year that we're about to make this transition. There we where the gospel era is about to close and that glory era where the kingdom of glory is about to begin is about to open. Amen. So as we, we actually may go even further back. So October 22nd, the Lord began to do his work in the most holy place. Amen. And we're waiting for him to finish that work in and begin it into the judgment of the living. So the judgment of the living is directly tied with the Sunday law because the judgment of the living is the great test upon humanity, right? It's that last great crisis. And there's nothing else to, to test us that is going to be synonymous with the test that Christ went through in the wilderness and the test that Adam and Eve had to also go through when they were in, um, in the Garden of Eden. It is going to test every fiber of our being. But before we can go through that test, the Lord must give us one in measure. That's what, I don't have it here, but from the midnight cry to the civil Sunday law, that's what that test is for. 
and it will see if we are able to make this transition from the gospel era into the glory era, when that test is upon each and every one of us, and where that, that, that great weight upon all humanity will, will, will be, um, that we will be able to see if we can, if we can bear it. Amen? Understand? I know I was stumbling with my words just now, but praise God, everybody got it. But it is directly linked with the judgment of the living, the Sunday law, the great test, and if, if um, the viewing of those who are going through that test. Amen? It's like when you sit down at, at any little exam and you're going through the exam and what you do in that exam when the proctor looks over it or if you're going to pass or if you're going to fail. Amen? That's that test. That's what the Sunday law is. The test to see if you're able to enter in or not. And because we are, we are of those who answer the trumpet call from the beginning, that came at the beginning, sorry, we are the first ones that would also go through the test so that we're an example unto Adventists and then unto the world, just as Moses. Because Moses was an example unto Israel and then unto Egypt, which is a symbol of the world. Amen? Amen. So we are the first ones to taste of what that test will be. But I say praise God um, being the first to, to taste it because when it actually comes, we would know what to do when that test comes if we do what was right when we went through the type. Okay? But the only way to understand the type that we are to go or that we are to go through is to understand the types that have already gone in the past. This is why she says, if you want to understand how the papacy is going to come up in our day, look back at how the papacy came back in her day. Not in Ella White's day, in the papacy's day, in 538, from, actually from 508. Okay? So when this test comes, it is to show if we are going to pass or fail in that test. It's a real test. It's going to be real temptations, hard temptations. A lot of hard trials. And I can't emphasize that more because I want all of us to pass this test. We all must pass this test. Amen? So we must watch and pray. Watch and pray. These signs that are taking place in the world, they're truly signs that we must take account of. All right? So that we, so it be clear to us, man, the, the Lord is really pressing upon the earth and, uh, and he's going to allow Satan to bring the things that he wants to bring to try to consume us. But if we hold fast unto that cord, we will not fail. And we must hold fast to that cord for dear life. All right. So let's go at, under the heading sin at the door. So Christ says he is the door. Amen. And and um, and we are to enter into that door. But for us to enter into that door, that that door, just like the gates, the Lord must must see if we're going to continue to to do wrong or if we're going to cast those things upon us. That's ultimately what the test is for. Amen. In the last few presentations, a couple weeks ago, I said that the, the Lord says you could do nothing against the truth, but only what? For only for it. So as you could do nothing against the truth, only for it, 
so with those who hold to the truth. So Satan could do nothing against those who hold to the truth only for them. So if we hold to the truth and abide by the truth in all of its precepts, Satan would only be a helper to us to show us what we need to cast off so that we do not hold fast to him. Understand? All right. So let's see what this sin is that's at the door. In Genesis 4 and verse 7, and it says, If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted in the, in the judgment of the living? It says, and if, though, and if thou doest not well, sin does what? Lieth at the door. Now, Numbers 32 and verse 23. And it says, But if ye will not do so, behold, ye have sinned against the Lord. And, and be sure, your sin will what? Find you out. Your sin will find you out. Every sin will find you out, no matter what it is. If you do not cast it off, it will find you out. Didn't it find out Jacob? Didn't it find out David? So it will find us out. David, not David, Jacob tried to run as much as he could, but it still found him. It still found him. David, when he, when he um, slaughtered Uriah and then stole his wife, it found him out. Three times it found him out. So it will find us out. Go ahead. And when you sin, you reap what you sow. So when Jacob uh, deceived his father, Laban deceived him. Amen. That's nice. That yeah, is nice. Because they found him out where, because remember the, <laughs> um, remember when Nathan, the prophecy that was spoken to, to David from Nathan was one that one was going to come up out of his family that was going to, I think, I, think, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was one about the death of the child, right? There was one that was fulfilled in, um, not Abimelech, what's his other son with the long hair, pretty boy? Absalom, Absalom. And the other one is not coming to me right now. Um, I can't remember the other one. Was it Abnon? Who, Absalom? Yeah. No, 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 no. They all, well, three times that it was supposed to come upon um, David from his own household, okay? And these were punishments for what he did to, um, to Uriah. So that's why I said those three times it found him out because those three prophecies were fulfilled that came from the mouth of God. So it's the same thing that's going to happen to us. And I don't know exactly what is going to happen to each one of us, but I know from what the Lord says in Numbers that our sins will find us out, those that we do not repent of, because the Lord will bring sins to our minds that we have done. But if we do not repent and, for, repent and forsake those things, those things will come 
knocking at our door. You have a, a comment? Um, is it is it that he will he will take his his wives before thine eyes and give them to thine Yes, daughter? yes, that's the other one. Yes, that's the one. And and that one was also fulfilled by Absalom, where Absalom took all of his wives and laid with them, because Absalom was deceived by um, by his one of Dave, one of David's men. Chief men. Um... I have, um, I'll get his name in a second. But either way, yes, those three, those three things that, that came out of, of, of what um, David did. Okay? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's Patriarchs and Prophets 721.4 for those who want to know. Um, okay. All right, Romans 2, verse 9 to 10. Oh, okay, so yes, that time, this little space that we have from the midnight cry to the civil Sunday law is where this is going to take place, where those, those sins that we do not forsake are going to find us out. And just like, like Jacob, we can hold fast unto the Lord and say that we, he, that we will not let him go until, we, until he blesses us. Or... We can continue in them, in those sins, and they will they will um, catch up to us, because we do we are we have to reap what we sow. You sow righteousness, you reap righteousness. You sow unrighteousness, you reap unrighteousness. Amen. It's the same same things. It says tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first and also to the Gentile. It says but glory. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. So this is the process. This is why Adventists have to go first, to the spiritual Jew unto the Gentiles. Amen? Can I have a reader for Psalms 51, verses 1 to 18? You don't have to read that bold, that bold portion. Um, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Okay, so this is the this is the prayer that David that David gave because of his transgressions. Because when our sins um, find us out, this is the same prayer that we have to do. Because this prayer, if you go, if you if you um, remember the prayer of Leviticus 26, verses 41 to 41 and 42, or 40 to 42, you'll, you'll see that he, he repents of his sins, his father's sins, he, he humbles himself, and he accepts the punishment. And from these, he is then accepted back into his kingdom. Because even in the time of David, he was accepted after the death of Absalom. And Jacob was accepted after the Lord blessed him. Amen. So these are written for our admonition. These are the things that are, are given unto us. And that what do, because we have to follow those examples. Amen. Follow the right. Follow, be followers of those in the past as they are followers of Christ. And do right. Because if they're doing right, there's nothing wrong with following someone who's doing right. Because you're ultimately just following the principles of Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. Continue. Verse 2. 
Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Speak up a little bit. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Uh, behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not the Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open, up, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt, thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Okay, so these this is this is to be our prayer. This is to be our our mantra that we must have a broken and a contrite spirit that we must be purged with hyssop, just like um, Isaiah. In Isaiah 6, he went through the same thing, and his lips was touched. He was purged with hyssop, mm -hmm. and we must also do the same thing. We have a work to do as much as Christ has his work of taking those things from us because we, we have gotten into a habit of sinning. It is second nature unto us because we are so degraded. 6,000 years has passed in mankind doing this. So we are steeped and deep rooted in this, in this wrong character. And because of it, the Lord must have us to do a work in working out our salvation. Amen, Wesley? Amen. So, that, so that when that time comes, when Christ comes, when the end is come, we are to be able to make that transition from grace into glory. Amen? All right. Next quote or next sentence. It says, sin is a terrible what? Reality. Reality. This, was, this is what we must understand as well. It's a terrible reality. It is not just, just something that is, that is in our mind. It's not some mystical thing that is, that is just in the air. It is a terrible reality. Is something that we eat, sleep, and breathe every single day. It is a reality. Can I read it for the next quote? Signs of the Times, June 6th. The cities and villages of today are leavened with the principles of evil that prevail in the time of Christ. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, at, 
also as it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Okay, so in the time of Christ, we had, uh, we had these, these same things taking place. This is why I like this quote, because we can take it and apply it to the end of the world, which is right, because we are living in the time of Noah and we are living in the time of Lot. But just as we're living in that time, Christ was also living in that in those very same times. Because as it was a flood of ungodliness in the time of Noah, there's a, there was a flood of ungodliness in the time of Christ. Why? Because the Jews were doing those things that was in the world. They mixed the holy and the profane. They did all those things that, um, that their fathers did um, in the past and did all those wickedness that they did. And they lifted it up just, just in that time as they did in Noah. All the, all the principles of papalism, you can see and find it in that time, in the time of the Jews. They, did they not exalt the word of, they, did they not exalt their word of a Christ word? Yes, that's papalism. Did they not, um, did they not, um, did they not lay with, with women that were not their wives and have the wrong use of wives, of women? Yes. That is also papalism, because that's exactly what they did. And the Jews did those very same things. So the principles of papalism were also in the time of Christ. This is why when we look back on the time of Christ, we can say that we are living in the time of Christ. Amen. Because it's the time of the end, which is the time of Christ. So those same things that took place then took place, um, took place in his time and are taking place now. This is why I like that she combined um, Christ's time with the time of Noah and of Lot, because all those things were also taking place. So if, so if she compared it and she said that fire and brimstone came down upon Sodom because of what they're doing, then the Jews in that time were also doing the same licentious acts that the Sodomites were also doing. If you look into um, sodomy, it's not only homosexuality. Mm -hmm. Sodomy has a different, has a whole plethora of things under it, under that one banner mm -hmm. that is not dealing with homosexuality. Mm -hmm. All right, let us continue. Cavarita for GC88, 377, paragraph 2. In the bold, truly, the church. Truly the church should awake and... Truly the church should what? Awake. Awake. Okay. Go ahead. And search into the cause of this affliction. For an affliction, every, for an affliction, everyone that loves Zion must view it. When we call to mind how few and far between cases of true conversion are, and the almost unparalleled impenitence and hardness of sinners, we almost involuntar involuntarily exclaim, has God forgotten to be gracious, or is the or is the door of mercy closed? Okay, we must we must ask these things. Is the door of mercy closed because of of the things that are taking place? Many people are are, are dying in this time, and they're dying without even having a, a a knowledge of the truth that is that is 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 coming. 
So we must ask, is the door of mercy closed? But we know and understand that it is not closed. So we must do a work that we do not fall in those same, in those same temptations, in those same calamities. All right. We're coming to, we're going to close off here soon. But I want to highlight this, this, this next paragraph is the, is the condition of the, of the church. This is the Adventist church. And we have to see and search our hearts if we are following and falling into this same condition. It says, because it's connected with the, the last paragraph. It says, such, such a condition never exists without cause in the church itself. It says, the spiritual darkness which falls upon nations, upon churches, and individuals, just like what happened to Achan, the nation, his family, and then Achan himself, it says, is due not to an arbitrary withdrawal of the succors of, of divine grace on the part of God, but to neglect or rejection of divine light on the part of men. It says, a striking illustration of this truth is presented in the history of, of the Adventist people. It says, in the time of who? In the time of the end. It says, by their devotion to the world, and the forgetfulness of God and his word, their understanding had become darkened, their hearts earthly and sensual. It says, thus, they were in ignorance concerning, concerning what? The second coming. I'm going to read that again. It says, thus, it says, thus, because of their earthliness and their darkness of hearts, they were in ignorance concerning the Messiah's advent, not his first advent for us. But we're also confused on his first advent. But his second and the work that he's doing between those two. It says, and in their pride and unbelief, they rejected the Redeemer. It says, God did not, e God did not even then cut off the, Jew the Jewish nation from, from a knowledge of or a participation in the blessings of salvation. But those who rejected the truth lost all desire for the gift of heaven. So it is not that it is not that the door is closed because um, because God just wants to keep us out. We don't want to go in. That's what it is. When the door closes before us, it is because we just do not want to go in. That what? Yes, they lock themselves out. Because remember, only God can close the door. Amen. Yes, it was the ark. Noah was locked in because he entered in and Christ closed the door. I didn't hear you. Yes, because they didn't want to enter in. Yes. Amen. So just as, as Michelle is bringing up, the Antiluvians, they didn't want to enter in. The Jews, they were locked out because they didn't want to enter in. The, the other, um, the other 49,000 Protestants that didn't, or Millerites that didn't want to enter in, they were also locked out. 
And thus, they did not become Seventh-day Adventists. So what is it going to say to us? Are we going to enter in? Or we are not going to enter in and stand and see the door closing before us and just harden our hearts and say, well, they wasn't a movement anyway. They weren't speaking the truth anyway. All of them are all deceived of what is taking place. Mm -hmm. And they became first-day Adventists. But in our day, nominal Adventists. Because they're not going to reject that they honor the Sabbath. The Jews did not reject that they were sons of Abraham. Yeah, it was everything else. So it is up to us to enter. What was that? Just like the Jews weren't really sons of Abraham, they're not really honoring the Sabbath. Amen. Amen. Oh, yes. I'm glad you, you brought that up. Even in the... And, uh, yes, praise God. Amen. In that time, it was a Sabbath Sunday issue as well. In the time of Christ. Because, like I said... The Jews were honoring principles that the papacy exalted in when she came up. So even in that time, there was a Sunday, a, a Sabbath Sunday issue. And, and I'll show you. When, when Christ went healing the sick, what day was he healing them on? Sabbath. On the Sabbath. When, he, when, the, when the disciples went to pick corn, what day did they pick the corn? Sabbath. On the Sabbath. But what did the Jews tell Christ? about doing that, that it shouldn't be done, right? That it was wrong, right? Okay, and Christ's response was that he was the what of the Sabbath? The Lord of the Sabbath. So if you're telling Christ, the one who, who gave us the Sabbath, that he was wrong in the Sabbath, then that means that they found a what in the Sabbath? An issue with the Sabbath. Amen, with the Lord of the Sabbath. So as they found an issue with the Sabbath, so at the end of the world, they're going to find a what? An issue with the Sabbath. That's your Sabbath Sunday issue right there. Because Ellen White says that they're going to hate us on account of the Sabbath because they could not refute it. So they're going to have an issue with, with what the righteous speaks about the Sabbath. Just as Christ when he was giving them a right understanding of the Sabbath, they hated him just the same. Amen? Amen? Mm -hmm. So there was your Sabbath Sunday issue. The time of Christ is the time of the end. It's synonymous, it's synonymous periods. Mm -hmm. This is why the lines are here. To show us that every single period in history is all the same. Moses was the time of Christ. The time of Christ was the time of Christ. The time of the end is the time of Christ, whether it's 1798 or 1989 or the Sunday law. It's all the time of Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, let's let's close. There's nothing new under the sun. Amen. It says. OK, it says, but those who rejected the truth lost all desire for the gift of heaven. They had put darkness for light and light for darkness until the light which was in them became darkness. And how great was that darkness? Because that, they fell into a darkness synonymous with the light that they were given. And I pray that we do not fall into a synonymous darkness with the light that the Lord has given. We are, we are exalted on the point of privilege. 
It is not self-exaltation to say that. It is not self-exaltation to accept a gift that was given on to you. It is not of us. It was, is only of the Lord. It is only of the Lord that we are able to say that we are exalted on the point of privilege. It is a privilege. It, was, it is our privilege to accept this gift that the Lord has given unto us. To reject it is damnation. Amen? Amen. Hayes and Foss tried to reject it, and it was to his damnation. Amen. So we can't, we can't do the same. We all know who Hayes and Foss is, right? Okay, Hayes and Foss, he came, he, the Lord came to him to be a prophet before Ellen White, and he rejected the position of being, of receiving the spirit of prophecy. No, William Foy, he also, he also received it. He accepted it, but he was afraid because of, because of him being a black man that it, would, it wouldn't have been received well. So the Lord saw his, saw his blight, yes, and he did receive a vision of the Lord as well. Yes, yes, that's true. He did also present it. Yes. Foy, false, Ellen. And then, but because um, Hazen false rejected it, as soon as Ellen White gave the, the prophecy, he saw that that's what the Lord um, showed him. And then immediately after, Ellen White came to him and told him, you're lost. Because he rejected it. He rejected a gift that was given unto him. We cannot reject the gift that was given unto us. Amen? All right, let us close with a word of prayer. Loving Father in heaven, we thank you, O Lord, for your blessings and your grace that has brought us all here. We pray that you may continue to shed your light upon us, continue to feed us and nourish us, Lord, in this Sabbath day. And Lord, I pray that your rain may continue to fall upon us, helping us to understand the time in which we are in. For time is fast coming to an end, and I pray that we may be on the right side of this door as it closes. Help us, O Lord, and forgive us of our sins. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.